Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the Game Whisperer, and this is episode 59 of Funding the Dream. And before we start, it's always nice to thank those that help make it possible for us to be here. This episode is brought to you by Clayton Bowles, Shelby Sinka, Michael Mendez, Larry Bogucki, Rodney Bliss, yes, he's related, Arthur O'Dwyer, Brian from Ypsilanti, Brent Cunningham, Expendable, Kevin Carlson, Dietz, and Jeffrey Sens. I want to say thank you to them for being supporters of Funding the Dream, and uh, they've made it possible. So thank you very much. And thank you for listening. You know, in this episode, I have the opportunity now of inviting some guests who have been spectacularly successful on Kickstarter. Their project, Zombicide, raised more than three-quarters of a million dollars, and their current project, uh, Sedition Wars, is already over a quarter of a million dollars, or approaching that. So in the last six weeks or so, they've been successful at raising a million dollars on Kickstarter in the board game space, something that just a few months ago we would not have thought possible. So I want to welcome to the show, from Cool Mini or Not, David Doust and Churn On. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me on the show. Glad to be here. Perfect. So let's, let's talk about... Let's talk about uh, the, the success. Your project, uh, Zombicide, caught, I think, everybody in the board game space really off guard. You guys kind of came, came out of nowhere on the uh, Kickstarter project and then just took off. And you were right behind Ogre, right? You guys were kind of battling with that Ogre to see who was going to come out on top. How long, how long has Cool Mini or not been around? Uh, almost, uh, almost 11 years. This, this will be our 11 years. So 11 years you've been kind of doing this miniature thing, and do you do it full-time? We do now. How long ago, uh, how long ago did you quit your day jobs and decide to uh, pick this up full-time? Uh, two years ago. All right. So it's not, it's not like six weeks ago you realized, hey, we're going to get a million dollars, everybody quit your well, job. Well, if, if we didn't, then it, now would be a good time, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yes, it would. Now would be a good time. So uh, I know it's a silly question, and... Uh, but did you really, did you see this coming? I mean, you, you had an idea, you put it on Kickstarter, and poof, the next thing you know, you're one of the top funding projects ever. Did you, well, see, did um, you see that coming? We, we always knew that we had the reach. Uh, it's, a, it's a combination of, of our reach and uh, a fantastic product and a very dedicated team um, and, and the will to run the best campaign that we can run. So it, it's, it's a lot of ingredients uh, as far as whether we thought that it would be this big, uh, not in a million years, of course, but, but we knew that we would do well. Okay, you, you mentioned something there. You talk about um, your preparation in this base and how, when something like this happens, you guys didn't just come, you didn't just wake up one day and say, hey, we're going to do miniatures and here we are, let's do a Kickstarter project. You, you have some kind of a track record, right? You have, you have fans. We do, we do. We uh, cool mini or not started off as a fan site where you can um, paint a miniature, you can upload it to our site, and people will vote, you know, from one to ten to see how cool they are. Whether they like the paint job, whether they like the painter, or whether they like the company the paint, uh, miniature is from, um, and and we we get about you know eight to ten million page views a month, and uh, obviously that's a big chunk of our users, and also we own other uh, new site uh, magazines. And uh, also, we, we attend conventions. So, so we, we, we do have different ways of uh, uh, getting the end user to, to this particular Kickstarter. So it, you're saying that you started off as this site where people would load and then at some, upload their, uh, their pictures. And at some point, you decided to actually start creating your own minis. Is that what happened? Yeah. Uh, we, we, we manufacture our own minis. Uh, we also publish a few other games. 
in addition, we also sell uh, boutique lines of, of different miniatures from all over the world as well. Okay, so you, you guys, I guess, would be considered more of a miniature company that's doing a board game rather than a board game company that's doing miniatures. Exactly. Uh, most, most traditional uh, board games are board game companies that add a miniature component to the game, whereas we come from the other side. Uh, we, we are a miniature company that adds a, a, game, a board game to it. So, so we, we look at uh, the end product very differently, and uh, the execution is very different, um, and we feel that it's, it's, it's a different feel to our product. Well, it certainly was a different feel to your Kickstarter campaign, that's for sure, because you, well, you guys did some kind of u- unique things, uh, your stretch goals and that type of thing. Talk, talk to me a little bit about how you, that process that you used about, because um, the money was coming in and the pledges were coming, and then you, th- is this something that you had thought out or was it something that went along? H- how did you come up with your, kind of your stretch goal strategy? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's a very organic process. I mean, sure, we have, we have some plan, but uh, I'm, at the beginning, we, we, we certainly did not have all the stretch goals to go to three-quarter of a million dollars. So there, at some point in time, we, we had to uh, you know, move very quickly in, in order to accommodate those, those goals because the stretch goals excite the people. And uh, it, would, it would allow them to tell their friends to make sure that we get to certain stretch goals so that they can be rewarded uh, for the effort. So um, at the end of it, we, we had to scramble a lot. Uh, but the team was was very competent, and and everybody uh, basically stepped up, and uh, we we looked from the outside, you know, that we planned this all along. But obviously, there's a certain amount of planning. But at the end of it, that no one plans for a three quarter million dollar project. Well, they don't plan for three quarters of a million dollar project the first time, but now, yeah. right after uh, Zombicide, you have now come out with a second project, right? Tell us That's about that correct. one. Um, Sedition Wars. Uh, it's a slightly different product. Um, obviously, sci-fi horror is, we believe, is not quite as mainstream as, as zombies. Everybody likes zombies. Uh, but at the same time, uh, our partner, uh, Mike McVeigh, is also extremely well-known in, in this business. It's, it's, it's literally a celebrity. And the star power uh, compensated for uh, the fact that the genre is, is not as mainstream. And so you went into this, this new genre... And now you know that you can raise three quarters of a million dollars. How did that change your planning process? Well, we we have to plan ahead a lot more. I mean, if we don't meet all those stretch goals, so be it. Uh, but the but the thing is, currently, Sedition Wars is uh, outpacing Zombie Site at this very moment of the campaign. Uh, it's already gotten over quarter million dollars. Yeah, and on your Zombie Site side, if we if I recall the numbers, a, a, a large portion of your uh, funding came right there in those last few days, right? That's correct. What do you think uh, contributed to your success? You think that there, because I, I track it, there's, there's not a whole lot of minis out on Kickstarter. Do you think that was part of the, uh, the draw is that your space has been underrepresented? There's been card games and dice games and board games and, and RPGs, but when it comes to just hardcore minis, there's been a few out there, and they've done okay, but what do you think contributed to your mini-success, I guess would be a way of saying it. Well, I, I think, I think it's, it's, the, it's the product itself. Um, you know, Kickstarter mentioned it themselves that you have to come up with a product that people want. You know, they asked you, you know, whether you would buy, you would pledge your, your own product, and, and that's what we start with. So this, this is an extremely um, 
different product that's nothing on the market and uh, you're giving them really good value and you reward them every step of the way, uh, you get a ton of stuff uh, at the end of the of the cycle and uh, everybody wins. We win because we get the funding. Our uh, backers win because they get a ton of stuff, whether it be free, whether it be extra. Uh, they're extremely happy and, and even, even our backers... For, for the money that they spend, I'm, I'm sure it's probably one of the funnest experience, one of the funnest purchasing experience that they ever had because they can they can refresh F5 and then bam, there's another stretch goal done. There's more stuff that's given to you. There's more options for you. I mean, it's almost like a game by itself, even when you're paying to, to purchase this game. Even when you're yeah paying to play the game and giving money. Exactly. To, right. Uh, well, that's a very interesting uh, perspective on that. And and I guess then when you've done, gone into Sedition Wars, you actually approached it from understanding now that you'd gone through one successfully that probably targeted at that very experience, right? Sure. I mean, there are minor tweaks. I, I, think, I think Sedition Wars is, is running uh, very similar to Zombie Side, ex- except that we plan a little further ahead uh, with, uh, with Sedition Wars because we know what it can be. When you do a project like Zombicide, one difference between you and any other really board game that's out there, you've got some heavy-duty manufacturing costs and lead time in for this, right? Sure. I mean, uh, because uh, some of the components, in, in fact, the, the entire game is, is, will be, will be uh, made in, in China. So, so there's a lot of lead time, and then you have to coordinate with the sculptors, you have to coordinate with the game designers. Uh, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a worldwide international project. So give me an idea of the time frame. So if somebody is looking to do that, let's say they do their, somehow somebody's doing minis on their own, which is fairly unusual. What kind of lead time are we talking about? How long does it take to go from concept to in the hands of the, of the backer? What's that well, I process? Mean, I would say, you know, probably from start to finish about two years because um, you, you, you have to be very careful uh, that that you don't overpromise and underdeliver. Uh, that's that's the main thing. A lot of people underestimate first the cost of doing business, and then they underestimate the time that they will take to deliver. And so, uh, when you say when you say the cost of doing business, what are you referring to? Well, I mean they they undervalue their the cost that would take them to take the game from development to to the market. Okay, and what kind of costs are we talking about that they're going to encounter? Because you guys have done this now for a while, so what kind of costs should they be aware of if they've never done it before? Well, there's obviously concept art, there's sculpting, there's game design, printing, you know, manufacturing costs, and, and a lot of time, people don't value their own time as well. You know, and, and, and that seems to be the, the, the same story over and over again that the people actually do it. You know, they, they don't factor in the value of their own time. Right, because oftentimes you got to realize that unless you're doing this, even even with you guys, you can't you can't do this full time because even though you, Cool Mini or not is your company, you still have full time jobs at Cool Mini or not, right? Sure. I mean, we we all have uh, you know many different tasks to do, um, but you know, like like I said, that you have to you have to value your own time when you're doing these projects, so so that you don't say, oh well, you know, today I don't have time to do it. You got to treat it seriously. And, and actually treat it like a job. So when uh, when you launched Zombicide and this thing started to take off, um, other than the amount of money you ra- raised, was there any surprises that really caught you off guard uh, 
either the way that the fans reacted or things that were said or things that happened? Anything that caught you really off guard or surprised you? Tons of things. I mean, just just by the the, the sheer uh, amount of, of backers and, and then what they like and what they don't like and what they tell you and what actually means. There's, there's a lot of messages that we got to – it's almost like a, something that we need to decode because uh, – Sometimes they tell you one thing, whereas they want another thing. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that we learned from that because at, at the end of it, uh, obviously we had a major push. And uh, without being able to decode all the stuff that our backers tell us, we would never have gotten there. Yeah, I bet you that was a full-time job in and of itself, right? Well, it, it, was, it was literally between us and the French team, it was 24 hours a day, all day, probably by the third or fourth week of the, of the Kickstarter just to make sure that every time we hit a, a stretch goal, immediately the next one goes up, answer the questions, you know, do all the things that we can do to make it the, the game that it is today. So uh, as we wrap up here in the last few minutes, uh, you talk about this French team. How big was the team that was kind of working on this? Well, there, there's the design team and, and there's the, the sculptors and artists, uh, probably four or five of them. Uh, but but they're, they're extremely flexible and uh, you know at the, at the very last minute everything came through literally you know by the hour by the minute every time we asked them they, they delivered at what point did you realize that maybe something was going on here that was a little bigger than you thought was that early on or or was it literally that last few days where things just went crazy well that that last few days obviously is insane I mean you know every every time every time we, we go to we go to dinner or we go to a movie you know, bam, there'll be another twenty, thirty thousand dollars it's, it's, it's just, I mean, literally, it was surreal. Yeah. It was surreal. I bet. Well, certainly, gentlemen, I appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to talk to me about it. I know a lot of people were watching it, were fascinated by it. You had you know, over 5,000 backers, so a lot of people contributed. Um, and I'm wondering, you know, uh, a year ago or so, the biggest board game on Kickstarter was 175,000 thereabouts with uh, DJ Dice, uh, a card game. Here you guys come along, uh, three quarters of a million dollars, go crazy with that. And, it's, and, and what we're seeing is this evolution of Kickstarter. And it makes me wonder, what changes do you see at Dice, uh, at, at your um, company, excuse me, at, uh, now I forgot the name of it, Minis. Cool mini or not, right? Make, make sure make sure you don't do that next time you're on a date. No, 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 no. The wrong girl. <laughs> Coolminioornot.com. There, I'll, I'll give that plug. How's that going to – how's this, this change that's happened? Because now, obviously, this has really opened your eyes and opened opportunities. What changes do you think are going to affect cool mini or, or not going down in the future? Well, I mean, obviously, obviously this is a good platform for us. And obviously, you know that uh, the, the space is is going to be more aggressive now uh, that people see what can happen, and we just got to uh, elevate the level of of our products and uh, stay in front in, in this space. Okay. Any uh, what kind of new things you get? Any ideas of what maybe new might we might be seeing coming out of Cool Mini or not? <laughs> well, it's not quite time yet, right? Oh, so, dang. But, uh, but Sedition Wars is going to do very well. And then obviously we have a few other projects uh, that, that we're going to launch uh, soon as well. Uh, but at the end of the day, we're, we're very, very thankful that you know, this platform has worked out for us and uh, it's a good fit for our products. And we'll, we'll continue to come up with quality products and uh, 
go to go to crowdfunding and and reward our customers for being loyal to us. Yeah, great uh, great platform for you and a great platform for your for your fans. All those uh, 10 million visitors you get a month now have a chance to directly get involved with a project, so to speak. That's right. Well, uh, David, I certainly appreciate uh, you being taking a few minutes to be on the show. Uh, you have been listening to David Doust, who's with CoolMiniOrNot.com, the folks who did Zombicide and now have Sedition Wars. They've raised over a million dollars in the board game space in the last oh, six weeks or so. Their project ended in, in May for Zombicide, and now Sedition Wars is currently on Kickstarter. Take a look at what they're doing. They have some fantastic work, and you can go visit their website at CoolMiniOrNot.com to make sure I got it out right. Again, gentlemen, thank you for being on the show. Glad to be here. Thank you. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter, Episode 59, the folks from Zombicide and Sedition Wars. I'm Richard Bliss, the Game Whisperer. And then the last thing to talk about is my own Kickstarter project that is out there called Ace of Spies. Eric Dahlman and I have created a publishing company called Albino Dragon and have reached out to first-time game designers, in this case, Michael Fox and Mark Rivera, to bring Ace of Spies, which is currently on Kickstarter. has a few more days to go before uh, the project's over, so if you get a chance, go take a look at Kickstarter and help us fund and support uh, these first-time game designers. So Ace, Ace of Spies from Albino Dragon. Thanks for listening. Hopefully there's been something inspirational that you've taken away from this show so that you can go out and put your own project on Kickstarter so that we can go and help you fund your dream. Thank you for listening. Take care.